Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Now, nonstop sports talk continues with news and analysis from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. This is the Big Six. It's going to be you. With your host, Jason Martin. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Welcome in. Good Friday to you. Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Straight up 6 o'clock by my watch. I am Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. Big show tonight. Got Murphy Fair in the last segment talking some high school football. Also, Ken Kreitz. I think you're going to like this. He's been with Rotowire for over 20 years. We're going to talk some fantasy football. Don't forget, Mickey Ryan and I will be out at Twin Peaks in Cool Springs on Sunday. Send us a uh, DM on Twitter. Hit me up at Zone. Say, hey, I want my league to draft out there with the zone. There's going to be door prizes, concert tickets being given away, food, drinks, and views. Yes. So please do hit me up and let me know if you want to do that. So Ken Kreitz coming up. Right now we bring in the executive producer of Titans Radio, Titans Steelers tomorrow. Local coverage begins at 1 o'clock right here on The Zone. Rhett Bryan. Rhett, what's up, buddy? Well, just getting ready to, you know, hang out in Pittsburgh, man. Here we go. Preseason game number three. And by the way, I'm glad to uh, be on Big Six. This is great. The Big Six is an awesome show, and I'm glad to be here to talk about Titans and Steelers. It was time to to get some of you guys on. Uh, we had Dave McGinnis on a couple of days ago. Of course, that really wasn't a Titans discussion. I wanted to talk to him about hard knocks, and mm-hmm. we'll just start here. Uh, how great is it to work with Dave McGinnis and just to have him in the building as a resource? It's, uh, I don't know that I could put a value on it. Um, you know, 30-plus years as an assistant or head coach in the NFL is a knowledge of the game and a library that I will never be able to even come close to. People always talk about he's forgotten more football than I'll ever learn. That is true in this case. And as you know, with us going to practices at St. Thomas Sports Park for training camp for the Titans, he's an open book. He's so eager and willing to help and uh, to teach the game as as he learned it and knows it. And uh, very very valuable experience and very generous of him to do that and he he's a natural with radio i mean the stuff he did with you on the big six the other night you know about hard knocks and and uh all or nothing i mean golly good stuff behind the scenes stuff that you don't hear and uh he's just a wealth of knowledge so on the field richard matthews got his extension and people were wondering what the situation was surrounding richard matthews and now we know what the situation is surrounding Rashard Matthews. Yeah, Paul Koharski of paulkoharski.com breaks the story that he uh, is close to coming off the physically unable to perform list in the next few days and that he had a meniscus tear in one of his knees, had it surgically repaired about a month ago. and uh, So that's good news on that front, but there's more injury news that have come out yes. in that same story. Outside linebacker and pass rusher Derek Morgan suffered a knee injury of his own in the Tampa Bay game uh, just a few days ago. He had surgery. 
Uh, according to Paul's uh, column on paulkoharski.com, the target is week one in Miami on uh, September the 9th. And that tells me if that is the target then uh, and that source is correct and true, then maybe it was just a scope and a cleanup and that he'll be ready. But the byproduct of that is third preseason game at Heinz Field against the Steelers, a physical matchup, and it's time to get Harold Landry up to speed. Well, the good news is Harold Landry looks like a gamer. Oh, like yeah. Watching that guy, like that looks like it could turn out to be a real steal to get him when the Titans were able to get him. Oh, there's no, and that's the entire reason why John Robinson, that second night of the draft, traded up, what, 16 spots to pick 41 to go get him because yeah. he couldn't believe that he was still there. You know, this is a guy that people forget led the NCAA in sacks, quarterback sacks his junior year at Boston College, comes back for his senior year, has injury issues, doesn't even touch the 16-and-a-half sacks that he had the year before because had he come out in that draft after his junior year, he would have been the second pass rusher taken behind Miles Garrett and would be – I mean, he cost himself some money and by the same token saved the Titans a bunch of money. Yeah. No, that's a, that, that's a, that's a really good point. So Mike Vrabel – we don't know exactly how he's going to play things tomorrow no, in Pittsburgh, but it seems like we might not see the starters for maybe quite as long as some people expect in the third preseason game. Well, and it's it's just like when John Robinson came on as the general manager for this uh, Titans team two and a half years ago. We kind of had to go through the calendar of events to kind of get a feel of what his style and his philosophies are. We don't really know what Mike Vrabel's philosophies are, but in what he said on the Coach um, Mike Vrabel show on Tuesday night right here on The Zone, and in just in hearing him after practice this week, and I'm, I'm maybe reading too much into the tea leaves, but yeah, I don't think he's the conventional thinker when it comes to the third preseason game as a dress rehearsal. Your starters come out for two quarters, they cool down in the locker room, they come back out and warm up, and they go down for a series or two in the third quarter, and then you pull them out. I don't know that that's what we're going to see. And, uh, you know, because, I don't know if that's a bad thing. Either. No, because we're talking about injuries in this right. thing with Richard Matthews and now Derek Morgan. You lost Jonathan Cyprian already. You had to bring in Kenny Vaccaro to help there. And you know, there's other injuries to that secondary right now. You know, Ty Smith lost earlier in training camp. He put on he was put on IR. Kendrick Lewis, the veteran who actually played with Mike Vrabel, his locker was next to him years ago when he started. He has some kind of a, a foot injury or something from the Tampa game the other night and has not practiced all week. So, yeah, this would probably be being erring on the side of caution in this whole deal so that uh, he got, has everyone as healthy as possible for that week one matchup in Miami Hard Rock Stadium on September the 9th. Well, I'm going to be out at Twin Peaks with Mickey Ryan on Sunday doing this fantasy deal where you can come out on behalf of the zone and draft your league. Nice. Uh, out there, have food, drinks. There's some scenery, obviously, at Twin Peaks as well. <laughs> That'll, it'll be a lot of fun out there, four to six. But I remember reading just a couple of weeks ago on ESPN, I think three of their like main fantasy experts picked Corey Davis to be a breakout guy mm, this okay. year. That's who I really want to see more from. I'm really hoping he's able to get involved tomorrow and we can just get a little bit more of a look at him. I mean, we've seen him in practice sure. and we know how good he's looked there, but I want to see that guy on the field tomorrow. Jason, I think you're right on the money because we've seen the number one offense with Mariota and company come out and do quite well in a couple of drives in these games pre-year, uh, previous. Uh, you know, Taewon Taylor, it was his show the other night at Nissan Stadium. Four catches, 95 yards, two scores, a quick one for three yards, but one that 
Could have been a two or three yard play that turned into a forty seven yard. That's what we game. do at WKU, Rhett. That's that's all you do up there that's with what the, we do. Go with tops. the big machine there. That's right. Go tops. Um and I think, you know, you want to see more of that from him, but I'm with you. I want to see number eighty four, Corey Davis, the guy that was drafted fifth overall in last year's draft, to be the number one wide receiver. He's had nice practices leading up to this contest. He had a great practices last week. Didn't get, I think he had one target in the, against yeah. Tampa, um, but has certainly looked the part. And uh, yeah, I want to see him do some big things in, in a drive um, against the Steelers without them showing, obviously, all the cards on the table. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun. Uh, it'll start with the countdown to kickoff the local pregame. Then you guys will take over, and we'll get to listen to Coach Mack that's right. again for several hours. That's that's, that's right. the perfect way to spend your Saturday, and uh, I'm glad we were able to finally get you in here. We're it's going good to be, doing to be that on more the Big often. Six, yes, and I, I would love to contribute more, and uh, we got all the coverage tomorrow on the zone uh, starting at 1, like you said, and uh, thanks for having me, and uh, we'll see what happens and what comes out of this third preseason game as the preseason, thank goodness, is almost done. Coming up next, Ken Kreitz will talk fantasy football, but high school football tonight. We bring in our good friend Tom Duggan at DTC Sports. He's going to be out in Carthage tonight. And, Tom, big rivalry game for you guys. Jason, it sure is. I tell you what, you you get a lot of these big-time rivalries all across the state. To me, this is one of them. The Smith County Owls, the Gorgeville Tigers, they're separated by five miles. And the Cumberland River, these two teams have played each other. I believe this will be the 84th meeting going all the way back to 1930. So this is an old rivalry. It's one that uh, the fans are passionate about. And just about everybody in uh, Smith County from Carthage, South Carthage, the Gordons will be filling up Owl Stadium tonight for what's going to be a great game. Now, Gordonsville, they're coming off a big, tough loss last week. Their home opener, they had Watertown, another big rival. And a good Watertown team came in there, dominated that game. So Gordonsville's looking to bounce back. Their uh, senior running back, star running back, Braxton Givens, only 38 yards last week. But it was Watertown who really just blew up and had a great night. Smith County, meanwhile, they had an excellent game against Macon County. Smith County got 184 yards rushing from Tanner Marshall as they won that game 28-14. to But I always say this each and every year. This is usually one of those games that come down to the wire even though you've got a 1A school taking on a 3A school. It's just a huge rivalry game, and it's always a great one. So folks out there, no matter if you're at a football game or if you're just sitting home watching uh, watching some sports on television or following on your phone, you can watch our web stream. It's live. It's free. It's dtc3.tv. Again, that's a web address, www.dtc3.tv. We'll have a great game for you coming up with J.R. Smith, the coach Chris Vance, and myself, Tom Duggan. Jason, just looking forward to another great Friday night of high school football. Yeah, there's going to be some great matchups everywhere. That one ought to be good. No way Braxton Givens is held to 38 yards tonight. It's going to be, it's going to be exciting. Tom, best of luck to you tonight. We'll be listening. Thank you much, Jason. That is Tom Duggan. The website again, www.dtc3.tv. Stream it live out in Carthage, Smith County, and Gordonsville for the 84th time. We'll be right back with Ken Kreitz here on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back, Big Six Friday edition here on 104.5 The Zone. I am Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone to join this program. 
615-737-1045. That is 737-1045. This Sunday, 4 to 6 p.m. at Twin Peaks in Cool Springs, I'll be out there with Mickey Ryan. You can hold your fantasy draft with us, with 1045 The Zone. Good food, good drinks, prizes. It's the perfect atmosphere. Fantasy football is here. And because of that, we wanted to bring in an expert. He works for RotoWire, writes for, for that website and for that magazine. His name is Ken Kreitz. Ken, how are you today? I am fantastic, Jason. Good morning. It's great to uh, get to talk to Nashville. Uh, well, we will talk about Titans players. I know that fantasy and Titans don't often go together, <laughs> but we will, we will get there. But I want to start here. How, how long have you been covering fantasy? How long has this been kind of where you found yourself? Uh, me and the founders of Rotowire have been doing this since the late 90s. Uh, the internet boom really helped fantasy sports become national. Um, back then, you had to troll um, through team articles to find out about the one position player that you might be interested. And uh, back then, Rotowire, we invented the player note, where we write news about uh, player specific and not just about teams so you could zero in. Uh, on, you know, the players you care about. That was revolutionary in the late 90s, but pretty standard nowadays. <laughs> All right, so uh, did you see this explosion coming? I mean, obviously it was, it was rotisserie baseball for a long time. Right. Basketball hasn't necessarily taken off, but football, I remember when I started playing near the turn of the century, and it, it felt <laughs> still like a hobby then. Now it seems like a way of life, like just the way that <laughs> fantasy football in particular has expanded to the fact that I don't think there is an NFL red zone either on DirecTV or through NFL Network if it weren't for the explosion of fantasy football and the stat lines. Oh, you're absolutely right. And the NFL, they're smart. Our founder, Pete Shanky, bumped into Jerry Jones at a Super Bowl party a few years ago. And uh, Jerry was thanking us up and down for the popularity of fantasy football. They know that uh, you know the average football fan watches one, maybe two games a weekend. The average fantasy football fan watches four to five football games a week. Um, you know, we knew some things would happen. Certainly, we started in the '90s, got a passion and just love for the game. But we did we did think season long stuff would take off. What we didn't expect, but are very appreciative of, it. we did not expect daily fantasy or in the NFL weekly fantasy to take off with DraftKings, FanDuel, and others. So that was a very nice boost to our business. We always thought it would grow in popularity, and you're right, it was baseball first, not football. But we certainly we did not expect it to be as insanely popular as it is today. All right, Ken, you just said you know it's it's been good for your business. Do you like the concept of the weekly game? Because that is certainly the newest innovation over the last few years, and it's been incredibly lucrative for those that jumped in and made it available. But outside of the business side, do you think that it's a good product? Do you like the idea of it and the, and the way that it's set up and structured? I do, and I like it in particular for certain sports. So, for instance, um, I love it for uh, daily NBA fantasy, especially for folks that are too overwhelmed with fantasy football to dive into a season-long NBA uh, league with the NBA and hockey starting in the middle of the football season. So for a lot of people, they dive into basketball, you know, after the NFL regular season ends. So for folks like that, it's a lot of fun. I'm not crazy about baseball. 
I know mm. some people are way into that. That's uh, just way too much work for me. Yes. Uh, I prefer the season log uh, for baseball. But again, a lot of people, man, 162 game baseball season. That is a marathon for a lot of folks. And so they prefer the daily game, and I can totally see that. It's still fun. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's still the same news of who's hurt, who's playing, who's moving up, who's moving down. Uh, so for us, it kind of adds to the excitement, and I think uh, it kind of depends on the sport and the fan. That's the problem. I've played baseball. I played a I played a crazy league that had just way too many roster spots. I just don't have the time. Like I think that's right. why football right. has exploded is because I can look at my team and I know I've got a week or I've got five days right. before that Thursday night matchup to kind of figure things out, make trades, make deals. I think that's more what it is. Like we just don't have the time anymore, except for the hardest of the hard cores. I know you can set up a, a lineup a week in advance, but usually not going to win an MLB fantasy league uh, if you're not paying attention very closely every day. And I just don't think a lot, I think more people are like me these days, and that's why football seems to be the perfect medium for fantasy. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, though also just as sheer popularity in the U.S., it's the NFL, and then everything, everybody else is fighting for second place, right? Is it baseball? Is it basketball? You know, in some of our circles, NBA is actually past baseball in mm-hmm. popularity. Uh, certainly in SEC territory, college football is arguably more popular than right. baseball. So, uh, as you know better than I, right? So, um, yeah, base, full season baseball, that is a marathon. You're all in. My favorite league for baseball is actually AL only. So at least the player pool and games you're tracking is a lot smaller. Uh, I've been in a 30-year um, AL only league since college days. And uh, it's with good buddies. But, man, that season goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, you're happy when it's over. No question about that. <laughs> right, right. So, more specific to fantasy football, this seems like a crazy question because I don't know anybody that doesn't really play or doesn't know about it. But for somebody that is just brand new, just mm-hmm. straight up out of the womb to fantasy football, what is the, the first bit of advice that you would give a fan that might want to finally you know, dip their toe into this water, that's heard about it, that might not be a gambler and doesn't want to go that deep, but just wants to play fantasy and have some fun? Great question. I mean, step number one is to know the rules of your league. So, for instance, is it standard scoring or PPR? PPR means points per reception. Um, if it's PPR then running backs like Deion Lewis or Chris Thompson, who catch a lot of passes, are a lot more valuable. Is it a one-quarterback or two-quarterback league? If it's a one-quarterback league, frankly, we advise wait till the, uh, near the second half of your draft to pick a quarterback. But if it's a two-quarterback league, you very much need to have two starters and need to pick at least one quarterback early. You know, things like just knowing the – there's so many variations offered by all the different commissioner sites – if you frankly just know the the rules of your league and then do your research accordingly, you'll be ahead of half the people in the room who are holding some old stale printout for rankings for league rules that are different than your own league. Uh, Ken Kreitz of RotoWires, our guest tonight here on the Big Six. How important do you believe the draft is compared to the moves that you try to make within the season when it comes to the waiver wire and all that? Like the draft, I don't think some people take the draft seriously enough, at least in the leagues I've played in in the past. They'll just break out some ranking somebody else has done and maybe they and they, they just grab guys and aren't really paying attention. And then they're screwed because nobody's going to make <laughs> deals for bad players. Well, what we say for draft advice is you often get what you pay for. You know, um, but yeah, there's a lot of free info on the web. Yes. 
Um, but that can be radically out of date, especially if people aren't making you know uh, any uh, any income off of it. And again, it can be for rules that are different than the league you're in. So uh, hey, the draft night is the funnest night yes, of fantasy is. football. Uh, you know, if you don't have a cold one in your hand, you're probably not doing it right, frankly. <laughs> but um, you know, you like I said, you kind of get what you pay for. Frankly, that's why we recommend people go to rotowire.com/free for a free 10-day trial. You can see everything that we have to prep you for your draft uh, at Rotowire, and it's free for 10 days. You don't have to give any credit card information or anything. Um, but yeah, the draft is the most important day. The better you draft, the less crazy you have to get with those free agent pickups. What's the best way to prepare for a draft? I know it's go to rotowire.com slash free. Make sure you get that 10-day trial. But, but in addition to just going there, like when you're preparing for your draft, right. are you a guy that does a lot of mock drafting? Do you, do you think that that helps? Like what do you go into a draft room holding in your hand? I think mock drafts are great, but frankly, for the average fan, that's just too time-consuming. Uh, so for me, it's step one. Look up all your league rules, which are often hard to find, but dive into that on, your, on the site that's hosting your league and make sure you know the scoring. Then step two is to get your own rankings um, set up that relate to those rules. So I can't speak for every site, but for on Rotowire, if you know it's a two-quarterback, sometimes that's called super flex, if you know it's a two-quarterback rule, you can enter in, here's who, here, these are the positions that I'm allowed to start each week. And then these are the scoring rules. You know, some leagues you get three points for a passing TD. Other leagues it's six. Right. Sometimes it's four. Put in the scoring rules, and then we generate um, a cheat sheet for you, a, ranking, you know, a draft order ranking based on the specific rules of your league. That's going to put you two steps ahead of everyone else in your league. Um, so do that, and then the extra step I take, um, we have an option where you can download those results to a spreadsheet, which I like to do. Then I divide everyone by position so that I know when, oh, gosh, we're running out of running backs here, or, oh, my gosh, there's a you know, big run on wide receivers. Am I happy with who's left uh, or not? Um, and, you know, you've got to adjust things based on what you want. You know, this is supposed to be fun. Get players you want to have. So if you're a big Titans fan and you think uh, Henry's going to break out huge this year, bump him up a few spots. Um, if you think he's going to be caught in a terrible committee with Lewis, maybe not. Boy, sure sounds like you do. <laughs> sounds like you just kind of spoiled that lead. I, well, I live in New England, so I've seen the, uh. Uh, you know, a great season Lewis had last year with uh, – with the Pats, and if he stays healthy, which is the big if, uh, I do think he's going to split carries with uh, Henry, and you're going to see a ton of him on second and third down. But uh, I'm, b- I'm bouncing off topic there. Sorry, Jason. No, no, that's absolutely fine. Ken Kreitz of Roto-Wire continues to be our guest here on the Big Six. We'll take a break. We'll come back, talk more fantasy here on 104.5 The Zone. So- Welcome back in. Glad to have you with us on a Friday. The Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin. Follow me on Twitter at jmartzone. We're talking fantasy. I'm going to be out at Twin Peaks alongside my buddy Mickey Ryan. 4 to 6 p.m. on Sunday. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up. Tell us you want your league to draft with us at Twin Peaks. We'll get you a table. There'll be food. There'll be drinks there. There'll be scenery, obviously. And then, of course, the perfect atmosphere to do your draft and prizes as well. So uh, contact us, let us know. And we've got Ken Kreitz. He works at Rotowire. He's been there since the 90s. 
talking fantasy with him here tonight on the show and so let's dive into more of the specific players and specific situations uh, in the 2018 kind of fantasy landscape when you look at positions you mentioned earlier in the interview that you know if it's a two quarterback league you need to get somebody fairly early quarterbacks can put up a lot of points for you back when I started playing running backs seemed Mm -hmm. to be really at a premium. I remember because my first ever fantasy draft pick was Jeff Garcia, and that did not work out for me (laughs) particularly well that year. Or the 49ers or whoever he was. Yeah, yeah, he was in San Francisco. Yeah, he was in San Francisco at that point. It was not not great. And then I got (laughs) Sean Alexander, and he had one great game on a Sunday night for the Seahawks, I think he had fifty nine points, and other Coming than off that, that big contract, and then yes, out. yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, it was not it was not great for me. But when you look <laughs> at the positions drafting early, now we know again two quarterback league, you're going to draft a quarterback very early. But if you're you know you have an more early pick, setup. obviously, yeah. What what positions would you look at more from a standard level? Yeah, um, I said the last few years, what got into vogue. Um, was this no running back where you dive into all the positions and wait on running backs. And the theory there was there's so many injuries there um, that, and everyone else was so absurdly overvaluing running backs that that was an interesting play. And it worked for a year or two, but it really fell out of favor recently. It, 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 just, it just didn't prove uh, worthwhile. So things are back to making sure you can grab a bell cow running back, a guy who's going to be uh, there every three downs. Um, Obviously, uh, Le'Veon Bell is the uh, the standard for that in Pittsburgh, but uh, we really uh, recommend going running back and wide receiver early and waiting on QB and tight end. Both QB and tight end are super deep. Uh, I'll give you a crazy example. For instance, at Q quarterback, so we have Tom Brady ranked fifth. Uh, in standard scoring, we expect about 360 fantasy points out of him this season. We've got Dak Prescott all the way down ranked at 19th at quarterback. Uh, and our fantasy point projection for him is 330. So it's only a 30 fantasy point difference over 16 weeks. That's less than two points per week. So the main difference, you know, our, our point here is, boy, between QB5 and QB19, the tiny points per week difference so you can wait on quarterbacks and you know get deep in running back where yeah injuries do occur so frankly it's good to have uh have one a decent one on your bench. Okay, so another thing that I've learned throughout the years is not to get too enamored with rookie players. Like you <laughs> sit there and you're just like, man, that guy killed it at LSU, but he's not at LSU anymore. Right. And right, you right. know, there are some very, very hyped rookies. There are gonna be some quarterbacks that are gonna get early action that are gonna probably throw a lot of interceptions, but a few that look like they might throw a lot of touchdowns as well. And then you mentioned Bell Cow running backs. Well, we know what Zeke Elliott did a couple of years ago in Dallas mm-hmm. and what we expect him to do again this year. There is so much hype surrounding Saquon Barkley. Uh, How excited are you about his prospects from a fantasy level if he gets the amount of touches that we expect and shows what we've kind of seen from him, not really in the preseason. We saw one great run, but just everything you hear coming out of New York is excited. Well, let me take it first a step back. Just rookies in general, I think the hype, you have to be very position-specific. As you pointed out, rookie QBs are generally a disaster in the beginning and throw a lot of picks. Similarly, tight end rookies tend... Tight ends tend to need a year or two before they blossom. So I generally avoid both QB and tight end rookies. But running back, it's very instinctual. The only thing they really need to get over is pass protection. And once they can learn that at a pro level, they really can dive in and contribute a great deal. 
We've got Saquon Barkley with the Giants ranked number fourth, both in running backs and our overall pick wow. in standard leagues. We're projecting Saquon with 1,211 rushing yards, another 578 reception yards off of 62 catches. We think he'll have uh, 10 or 11 TDs total. So, it, you know, and, and frankly, that's a team that wants to run the ball. Manning's having a harder and harder time with the deep throws. Uh, so we think he's going to get an insane amount of, uh, uh, of play in New York. Now you look at another, um, another rookie running back, it seems to be the opposite situation with Jones, Ronald Jones in Tampa Bay. He's struggling terribly with pass protection for the Bucks. They've really already said Peyton Barber is going to start instead of Jones. Um, so uh, you can learn a lot in preseason what's going to happen with these rookies. Uh, though my, my first rule of thumb is, you know, what position do they play before I get too excited? Who is going to be taken too soon, in your opinion, in drafts? Like guys that, that have flashy names, perhaps. You'll see guys go off the board and you just look at it. And if you know what you're doing, you watch somebody take them, you say, yeah, that was a mistake. Like you know going into <laughs> right. the draft, you're not going to end up with that guy because somebody's going to take him around before he should be taken. Who are some of those guys that maybe are red flag guys that might have some hype but you should avoid? Yeah, in the old days, that was Troy Aikman, right? Much yeah. more valuable, uh, regular, you know, regular football quarterback than fantasy. And I'd say in general, it's the people f- can't help falling in love with a certain quarterback and just think, oh, I gotta have Carson Wentz. But he's, of course, you know, we, we don't know how many weeks he's gonna miss in Philadelphia, and there's no reason for the Eagles to rush him uh, back. Uh, so diving into your favorite QB early is probably the most common mistake, whether it's Wentz. Someone's going to fall in love with Jimmy Garoppolo, which is fine. It's just there's so many other good options. I wouldn't be shocked, for instance, if Alex Smith has a great, good season with Washington, and he's nowhere on people's draft board. Just plenty of great QB options. So in general, you're going to hear a lot of Drew, B, Drew Brees, huge name. But he only had 23 touchdowns last year. Their defense in New Orleans is so good, they don't need Brees to chuck it. If anything, Drew Brees is, is, I think, evolving into kind of the modern Troy Aikman for fantasy. Fantastic first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's no longer in a situation where they need him to chuck and duck. Um, you know, they've got a great running game and a great defense where they want to control the clock. Uh, so, you know, Breeze is going to go earlier than he needs to. In PPR, someone's going to grab Leonard Fournette too early in Jacksonville, but remember, he doesn't catch that many passes. Uh, let's see, wide receiver, A.J. Green is getting to be a bigger name than the production speaks to as that offense gets more and more mediocre in Cincinnati. Um, and then, you know, just whether or not you want to take the big injury risk at tight end with Gronk, I tend not to. Heck, I'm... I'm in New England, and I don't want to draft Gronk because, mm. you know, he just takes such a beating. Uh, it, it's just impossible to picture him playing 16 games in the season. Does that worry you about Deshaun Watson potentially also? It does. Um, you know, and again, it all depends on uh, where you can grab Watson. But we've got Watson actually ranked second of our QBs. A lot of other um, sites have him more in the 5-6 range. But, you know, a big thing to remember about Watson is he started and was awesome last year, his rookie season, and they weren't planning for him to start. You know, so that means half the playbook really wasn't for Watson. They had all offseason to design that offense for Watson to succeed. So certainly it does worry, you know, if you do go with Watson, you've got to make sure you've got a decent backup. But getting a decent backup could be used pretty easy. Like I said, Alex Smith, Matt Ryan, you know, these guys are going to be available very late in drafts. 
So uh, the depth of quarterback uh, it makes me think, yeah, go ahead and grab Watson as long as you're just not doing it too early. King Kreitz of Rotowire here tonight uh, on the Big Six. So we, I try not to be negative, but then I asked you about guys that are going to be drafted too soon before I asked you about sleepers. Sleepers is something everybody cares about when it comes to fantasy. So who are you looking at and saying, all right, this guy is one to watch because he's probably going to fall on your draft board and he could fall right into your lap? Yeah, here's, here, I'll kind of do this by position. Uh, QB, I'm a big, big Pat Mahomes fan in Kansas City. All right. So many great weapons in Kansas City, and he can run, and he's got a great offensive coaching staff. I, I really like Mahomes' upside in Kansas City. Uh, tight end, everyone's excited about Trey Burton in Chicago. You know, they took the offensive coordinator, Nagy, from Kansas City, who obviously had huge success with Travis Kelsey. Now he's the head coach in Chicago. They went and got Trey Burton on a nice free agent contract away from the Eagles. Uh, so big upside with Trey Burton at tight end. And running back, I'm very excited to see what Kyle Shanahan can do in San Francisco with Jarek McKinnon. You know, he very much could be looking like, uh, uh, you know, Freeman, what Freeman was doing the last few years in Atlanta. Um, and then a wide receiver, I'm expecting big things from two guys, Chris Hogan in New England. Uh, they, you know, they, they just, they just uh, let go. Of uh, former yeah. Titan uh, Britt last night, That's right. you know, and so Edelman's out for four weeks. They also are renegotiating Hogan's contract long term, so clearly the Pats are buying in on Chris Hogan. And then uh, Marquise Goodwin, the speedster in San Francisco, Buffalo drafts him knowing he's a track star and that it's going to take a while for him to learn football skills. And they let him go in a year. San Francisco gets him for almost nothing, uh, realizes they need to develop the guy, and now he's, he's easily going to be the top receiver in San Francisco over Pierre Garçon. And obviously the Jimmy Garoppolo move really improves the uh, San Francisco passing game. Ken Kreitz of RotoWire has been our guest here today on the Big Six. Ken, uh, this has been fantastic. I hope we're able to catch up with you a little bit during the season. My draft is Sunday night, live after the event that I'm hosting uh, on behalf here of 104.5 Zone out of Twin Peaks and Cool Springs. So uh, I'm going to RotoWire.com. I have my account set up. I want to win more money this year. I won last year. I want to win again. So I appreciate all the uh, information that you gave us, and hopefully, again, we'll be able to catch up with you again soon. Jason, love to talk to you again. Maybe we can record live at the Ryman Theater or something. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I know we'd have a sellout out there. <laughs> Maybe after a Jason Isbell show or something. Who knows? I'm going to see Jason in October. So we'll, oh, uh, we'll... I saw him last October, which is now the new live recording. You're gonna yeah, watch. I was there, too. Oh, believe me, I was there. I've, I've seen him two or three times. I saw his wife, Amanda Shires, the first time she ever headlined two weeks ago. So, uh, she's the best. And they are so much better when she's in the band uh, playing with them. Um, but, yeah, uh, hey. Good luck Sunday uh, for your fans. If they'd like a free trial, again, it's rotowire.com slash free. And uh, Jason would love to talk to you again on The Zone. Thank you very much. Awesome. That is Ken Kreitz at Rotowire. That was great. Absolutely great. Our telephone number is 615-737-1045. We'll be right back. Big 6, 1045 The Zone. This is it. segment of the program tonight here on the Big Six. want to thank Ken Kreitz of Rotowire for joining us to talk fantasy football. Remember, I'll be out at Twin Peaks on Sunday in Cool Springs alongside Mickey Ryan from 4 to 6. Have your league's draft with us. We'll have prizes courtesy of the zone as well as food and drink. Tonight, though, high school football on the agenda. We welcome in, as we do every week, the great Murphy Fair. Murphy, how are you tonight? 
Hey, Jason, I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I can't complain, and when high school football is being played, we can complain less because life is a lot better <laughs> when high school football is being played. So I, we'll, we'll ask you this off the start. Where are you tonight? I believe you're somewhere in western Tennessee this evening. Yeah, that's correct. I'm in Huntington, Tennessee, home of the Mustangs. Uh, uh, generally, year in and year out, a pretty solid 1A football team. They've uh, got a state championship I think to their uh, to their credit, and uh, uh, should be an interesting game tonight. They're playing host to Waverly Central. Uh, it was a shootout last year. I think thirty nine thirty six was the score. But uh, last week Huntington had three, not one, not two, but three hundred yard rushers. Wow! Uh, in their win against McKenzie, and Waverly Central's got a pretty good gunslinger, Gavin. Uh, uh, Stanfield at quarterback. I think he threw for about 3,000 yards last year. They've also got a running back who two years ago rushed for a couple of thousand yards. Last year he had some nagging injuries, but he ought to be back full speed ahead. Uh, so I look for that to be a real shootout uh, over in West Tennessee for sure. What did you see last week in your game when you were there at Vanderbilt? Anything catch your, catch your eye there? Well, one thing that really caught my eye was the fact that uh, Webb School of Knoxville dressed out 31 kids, but on the sideline they had 36 cheerleaders. Wow, more cheerleaders <laughs> than football players. That's got to be a record. I, I think I, I think that's a first for me for sure. But uh, getting back to the ball game, Webb uh, uh, scored 10 unanswered points in the first half, and then ECS under second-year coach uh, Jonas Rodriguez, a former uh, Nashville guy who played at NBA, uh, was a, a defensive coordinator at NBA uh, back under Ricky Bowers, and then he moved with Ricky over to Hensworth. Uh, they scored 13 unanswered points in the second half, and ECS ended up winning the game 13-10. to 10. I had a lot of fans from ECS tell me, uh, not to worry. They told me this at halftime, not to worry. Uh, we're pretty much a second-half club anyway, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Uh, they went on a bit of a roll, and uh, that was a big win for them, a big momentum builder. Jonas is trying to rebuild a program that uh, uh, won a state championship in 83 and finished runner-up in 84, and uh, he's trying to put them back on the map. Now, doing so in the same league with Lausanne, who has won back-to-back state championships in that same division may be a little bit tough, but uh, still a lot of football to be played for both of those teams. Murphy Fair, our guest, as he is every Friday here on the Big Six. So you mentioned Ricky Bowers. Ensworth is playing CPA tonight. I know that quite well, as I'll be on the call tonight alongside uh, Josh Corey on my TV 30. But Ensworth without Ricky Bowers, just it's so weird. It's so strange. Jeremy Garrett will be in his second game as head coach. And then across the sidelines from him, you've got Ingle Martin, who has a tie as well to Ricky Bowers. So this is just kind of a fascinating matchup before you even get to the two football teams. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Ensworth had a little bit more difficulty in winning than I thought they would last week. But nonetheless, uh, first game jitters for Coach Garrett. You know, you never know what's going through his mind. But they've got some awfully good players on this Ensworth team, but a good many of them uh, are underclassmen, uh, kids that uh, are being thrown into the fire right out of the chute, and uh, certainly this one against CPA is going to be a tough battle. Not only is Ricky Bowers not on the sideline, but Paul Wade is no longer with that program after serving there for seven years. He's now the head coach at DCA, uh, and and Paul's got a great football mind, as does Ricky Bowers. Uh, That's not to take anything away from Coach Garrett, but you take two guys like that 
uh, out of a coaching staff, it's like losing your best two players or two of your best three players, if you will. Uh, so I look for that to be uh, maybe much closer than some people think, and I actually would not be surprised if CPA comes away with a win in that one. they got a lot of good players back uh, from last year, including a really good linebacker named Patterson. Could be a dogfight. It's definitely going to be a great atmosphere. Another one to pay attention to tonight. I know you have your eye on. I certainly do. Is Oakland and Maryville. Those are two programs you just expect dominance from, and here they go really early in the season one-on-one tonight. You've got to take your hat off to both of those head coaches, uh, both going into the game knowing that uh, a mark in the loss column could be in their future, uh, but they're both in the same situation in that uh, they have a hard time filling their schedule. Uh, nobody wants to play Maryville or Oakland unless they absolutely have to. But those coaches understand that you get better by playing better football teams, and uh, that's what's going to happen this year. I actually think Oakland's a little bit of a favorite. Maryville had a pretty senior-dominated team last year. Uh, Oakland has picked up uh, two or three players in the offseason that have moved to Murfreesboro so they could uh, uh, play for a high-profile program like the Patriots have. Uh, but certainly uh, they'll be forcing them through the gates uh, with grease on their hips at the turnstiles at Maryville, no doubt. That'll be a packed house, so, even with some other great teams in East Tennessee. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. So this is so early in the year. We're getting a lot of these non-regional style of games. It looks like next week is when we're going to get into the nitty-gritty and start playing these, you know, these closer, these local games, these rivalries and things like that. But it's always interesting. These games where you're pitting teams that aren't of the same region just gives you kind of a different scope on all these programs, right? Well, it really does. And uh, uh, like you said, next week, I think 98 or 99 percent of the teams across the state will jump into regional action. Those are the games that really count. Uh, non-regional games, you don't have that uh, uh, stigma like we had a few years ago where even non-regional games counted uh, in, in terms of your playoff status and who you were going to face and where you were going to travel to. Uh, but I'd really love to see that one. That ought to be a great ball game. And if uh, things go according to plan, it could very well be the first of two meetings between the schools again this year. There's also, I mean, there's a couple of other good matchups out there without like getting into into the weeds or too much specifics. Pearl Cone and NBA tonight, Cane Ridge and Brentwood, Maplewood and East Nashville, Summit and Independence, Beach and Henry County. I mean, there there's a lot of stuff to keep your eye on and pay attention to tonight for sure. Yeah, and the thing that uh, that gets you about that sort of thing is, I'll guarantee, down the road, week six, seven, eight, somewhere along in there you'll look up and down the list and not really find a game of anywhere close to the interest level that all of those that you just mentioned are. So uh, maybe they ought to let you and me work out the schedule next year so there'll be at least 10 or 15 really great games every week to choose from. Yeah, yeah, I like the the idea of creating balance and making sure that we have games that count every single week. It's always a great segment. It always counts when we have you, Murphy. We'll let you get out there and and look at uh, what's happening out in West Tennessee tonight. That ought to be a good one. I've got to go hop on television right now. So uh, we'll talk again next next Friday. You're the best. Sounds like a plan, plan, Jason. Have a great game yourself. Thank you. That is Murphy Fair. My name is Jason Martin. This is a Big Six finishing out the week. Remember, I'll be out at Twin Peaks on Sunday, 4 to 6, with Mickey Ryan. Have your fantasy draft. Send us a tweet. Send one to uh, to Mickey. Send one to me at jmartzone. Send one to at 1045thezone. Say, hey, we want to have our draft out at Twin Peaks. It'll be a great atmosphere. We'll have a great time, 4 to 6 p.m. on Sundays. Our thanks to Murphy Fair. 
And our thanks as well to Ken Kreitz at Rotowire. And we will see you Monday. Remember, Titans football tomorrow in the afternoon. Coverage begins with the countdown to kickoff at 1 p.m. Be with us. We'll have you all the way through the final. And, of course, local post game here as well. And speaking of wall-to-wall coverage, Chad Withrow will get you through the high school slate. Big night of games. Stick around. That's it for me. I'll see you on Monday here at the Big Six. I've got to hop in the zone helicopter There's business I've got to handle tonight. But we'll see you. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless. Saying goodnight.